Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hard Obsessive Podcast. I'm one half of your host and duo, JP Nunez. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Parker. How's it going, Sean? Oh, what's going, JP? How are you doing? <laughs> uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited to talk about this movie today. But before we talk about that, how's your weekend been, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> well... JP, you write a you write a review about a uh, Christian horror movie, and you're gonna, and especially if you don't like it, you're just gonna get some hate. You're just you're gonna get a lot yeah. of hate. <laughs> yep, I I know how that goes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this weekend I saw Nefarious. Um, I was so here here's the deal. Here's how this all played out because I'm me. Um, I got all the stuff from uh the pr company that said hey you know do you, would you like a copy of nefarious and it, i sat on it for a bit i didn't really look at it i just sort of like left it there and then i saw a preview for it. i ended up seeing a preview on television that it was coming to theaters and all this and i was like you know what all right you know i kind of like those back and forth kind of movies you know uh i i mentioned in the article bug and uh tape by richard linklater and even you know like you know it's you know, when you're playing like devil versus human or anything like that, you've, you've got to have that sort of, uh, you, you know, you got to have that antagonism. You got to have that like mm -hmm. going back and forth. Right, you got to right. be able to do that well. And um, those movies do it very well, JP. Nefarious doesn't. And the reason it doesn't <laughs> is because it's all, it's, it's literally one-sided conversation. All right. Uh, it, it's it looks like an argument sounds like an argument but um never does the uh antagonist uh atheist character stick up for himself and i say that because it is a christian-based film uh i did not know that i should have read the uh the press release a little bit better when you i probably when I should have sean it's a lesson for you it really it, it truly is <laughs> <laughs> um no, but the, the, the funniest part about it is like, so I was telling you before the, the show, because in all honesty, man, like I know you're, you're Christian and I know that you're, mm -hmm. you know, you've got your own beliefs. I don't want mm -hmm. to offend you. I don't want to offend anybody. And, and that yeah. that's sort of why I asked you, I was like, Hey, listen, did you read it? You know, like, mm -hmm. um, and you told me, yeah, you, you went a little wide. Fine. Okay. I can admit maybe, maybe mm -hmm. I went a little, a little it, wide. It happens to the best of us. All right. But, but here's the thing is like, I think if, I think we've got to do better. All right. <laughs> I don't think that we can have these one-sided conversations where it's like, Oh, mm -hmm. my belief system trumps your belief system. Um, kind of thing. I like, have I ever treated you that way, JP? Have I ever like, Nope. All Not right. that I've Perfect. noticed. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I promise you. I don't, I, I think of you mm -hmm. as a, really cool dude that I like hang out with uh -huh. one day a week, Thanks, you know, oh, uh, so even, if, even if I don't necessarily agree with, your beliefs or your uh, movie catalog system. So <laughs> uh, well, you're wrong on both counts, so, you know. <laughs> but yeah, like, and um, yeah, so I spent the whole weekend um, on <laughs> having watched this movie, which which is about uh, a death row prisoner and a psychiatrist uh, that are just, it's really just an hour and a half of talking. Like, there really isn't a whole lot of back and forth on with any other characters or anything like that. It's really just uh, the demons beliefs versus the atheists beliefs. And as mm -hmm. an atheist myself, 
I I took some issues with that. I mean, if you're if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, I would like it to have a sort of neutral playing field. Like, so if the movie's biased and I'm on the other side of that, of course, it's going to come off a little bit biased, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I got a lot of hate mail <laughs> this yep, weekend, and I had to sort <laughs> through it. So, um. I was trying to be kind in the comment section and then it just kind of started devolving. And I said, you know what? I don't, I don't really have time for this. I, you know, I don't want to sit there and I, you know, I don't want to be called names and things like that. If you have an actual, uh, want or want to talk to me about like actual parts of the movie that you liked or, or whatever, I'll sit there all day and talk to you about it. Like in the comment section, I try, like, there's a couple of comments in there that I, you know, someone said that they liked the movie. I said, great, you, you can, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glad you enjoyed it. You know, like, but like, if you're going to, if you're going to start attacking me and my beliefs, you're no better than the movie to me, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, so that's my stance on that. And I just, you know, that was where I came off on that. end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, right. I'm just fighting the good fight over here or bad fight. I don't care what you think. <laughs> Some sort of fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Wait, let, where let's... I landed. Yeah, well, like I said, I I'm I'm curious just to see that movie for myself now. Just yeah, no, just, I mean, you can't like you should yeah. like whatever like yeah, it's yeah. a movie. I think movie, mm-hmm. but that's the whole thing, right? Movies are made for everyone, right? They should but be at least. If you're if you're yeah. making a one sided movie, and I'm sorry, no, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm got, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so how about you? I, yeah, yeah. So if anyone's looking for a, a good movie to watch, um, so uh, earlier this week, my review of The Tank was published. Uh, this is a, it's not a great movie, but I had a pretty good time with it. Uh, it it's good enough, I would say. Um, it's basically about this uh, this family, the, the father of the family inherits um, uh, some property that his parents owned uh, when his mother dies. He never knew about it. They never talked about it. Uh, but they inher- he inherits it, and then his family. He takes his wife and his son there, or his daughter there, um, and they're monsters. And the monsters do monster things. Um, it's pretty simple, uh, but it's fun. It has good, likable characters, some cool monster action. Uh, so I'd recommend it. It's uh, it's hitting limited theaters uh, uh, Friday the twenty first. So it should be when the, you know, around the time this this episode drops. And then VOD on April 25th. So I'd say, you know, if you want to be on the lookout for that, I'd, I'd recommend the movie. Uh, if you want to know more thoughts about, you know, more of my thoughts about it, check out my review. Yeah, I also got a, got a chance to see Renfield uh, and The Pope's Exorcist. Um, they were both pretty good. Uh, Pope's Exorcist, I thought, uh, it, it's very typical possession movie. Um, the plot is basically there's a possession and then there's an exorcism. That's basically the plot. Uh, not great, but Russell Crowe's performance is fantastic. I thought so. Uh, for his performance alone, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, so it, it's worth checking out. I've seen the pictures of him on the Vespa. So oh yeah, that's, that's about <laughs> yeah. all I know about it. Yeah, he's 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 great. In the, on, I mean, it's just him riding around Rome on a Vespa. Like, what could be better? You know, uh, Renfield I thought was better. Um, so it's a Dracula movie. Uh, Renfield is kind of traditionally Dracula's like little little lackey, and so basically the idea is Renfield, after years and years and years of service, wants to break free, um, 
kind of get out of that abusive relationship. Um, but he unwittingly, in doing so, he unwittingly drags other people into Dracula's like web of death and and stuff. Um, Nicholas Cage's Dracula, he's he's Nicholas Cage as Dracula, pretty much. Um, he's he's what you would expect. I'm kind of okay with that. If you know what's the what's that movie that says he didn't even know he was in that movie? Like that's kind of what I want them to say about uh, about mm. Renfield in mm-hmm. several years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's good. I mean, his performance, I think, wouldn't work in a more serious movie, but this one's a, it's a it's a horror comedy, and his performance totally works. Uh, the movie's funny. It's really gory. Um, it's not scary, but you know, I think the the gore makes up for it on the horror side. Um, so it's it's a it's it has its issues, um, but overall, I had a good time with it. Um, so if you guys haven't seen it, I, I definitely recommend checking that one out uh, if you haven't seen it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I saw. There was also some good trailers coming out, uh, especially the Insidious trailer, Insidious the Red Door. Yes. Um, I'm really excited to see that one. So I, Uh, you know, we spoke about this earlier too, like before we got on, but, um, you and I discussed this a while back because, you know, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have that, (laughs) that conversation (laughs) insidious versus conjuring, which we will do at some point. Uh, that, that'll be like, we definitely, we should do that for like summer sweeps or something. (laughs) I don't know what that is. We'll We'll do it at some point. And anyway, uh, but we were discussing how, like, I think this came up a while back where I said to you, I think it would be really cool if Insidious went uh, more into Red Door stories or, or, or go somewhere more with that thing. Instead, you know, for the last few movies, it's kind of gone a roundabout way. It's been more about like the outside characters that go back into that realm. But if we got into the, the door and saw more stuff that, you know, came out of it, I think we'd get a much better picture. And um, that's what this looks like. Like uh, I'm very excited for this after its first trailer. Mm -hmm, Uh, And plus, I mean, we get the, the uh, family back from the first and second film. I, I I am so excited about that because I, yes, Elise is a great character and she's the best thing about, you know, cities three and four, but as great as she is, I much prefer seeing the the Lambert family story continue rather than going back in time to see her stories before that. You know, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like if we followed Zelda Rubenstein after the first Poltergeist movie, <laughs> like if we just went off on a tangent yeah. with, with that yeah. character. It's um, pretty much, it's, pretty much, it's kind of the same yeah. thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, uh, it's, exactly. It's cool to get back to this to, to get back to this whole thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, really like where they're going with it yeah yeah yeah, definitely Um, definitely other thing we should probably discuss is uh panic fest which is happening right now Mm -hmm. um it is going into its second weekend which is completely virtual you can uh see the the uh festival online uh at i believe it's over in eventive which you can get over roku and uh apple tv I don't know about any of the other ones. That's just what I have in my house that okay. I can watch. Okay. So, um, yeah, but uh, first of all, the third third Saturday in October movies, JP. I don't know if you, have you watched any of these. I, I've literally I made every like I, I I made everybody like seek these out when they were doing the festival circuit last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
super happy that like more and more people are getting to watch them like as they go through mm-hmm. more and more festivals but um these are so what they are uh, uh, one is a late <laughs> late 60s early 70s slasher film and it like it pretends like it's been disappeared for like you know the entire this entire time and it's just showed back up and they're showing you that movie and uh the other one is a 90s film that's a sequel and the first time i saw it was a chattanooga film festival which uh we just posted a uh this uh upcoming june it's returning and it's going to be in person and all this and we just posted its first wave of releases on the website but um last year they showed uh the third saturday in october movies and they showed them five first and then one and i think it works so great like it's it's a grindhouse concept right it's like you know uh there is no (laughs) there is no two through four it's just one and five and (laughs) The fifth one is a love letter to the nineties. And the the first one is a love letter to like the seventies, like horror Mm -hmm. slasher movies. And it's so good. There's so much fun. Um, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate these films so much. Um, There's been a few others that, uh, that they've talked about too, at this festival, Razin Nest, which has been around for a while. I, you know, I tried to sit. I've I've heard it's good. I tried Mm -hmm. to sit through this. What it is is it's it's really like stock footage, and people are doing commentary over it. And I've tried to I've tried to do it a couple times, and I just I've not made I've not been able to like Mm -hmm. get to where the thing sort of catches on. So um, for me, I that's that's that. But uh, everyone that seems to have sat all the way through it has has really liked it, really enjoyed it. And so I'll probably Mm -hmm. give it another shot at some point. And the Artifice Girl, which um, I have seen. Uh, I saw that at Boston Underground last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a pretty good sci-fi film. It's not really, it's not really in the horror wheelhouse. It's very much about uh, technology and uh, sentience, and mm. it's uh, it's AI that that just sort of ev- it, it sort of evolves. The person that created it didn't expect it to. They uh, made they made a little girl online to lure predators in. Uh, to basically the cops and then the cops take it over and it sort of snowballs from there. But the, the girl begins to think for herself. Um, and then eventually uh, they sort of develop it into a person. And it, it's very much on that, like uh, AI Stanley Kubrick sort of uh, mm-hmm. mentality. Not bad. Okay. Uh, pretty, pretty good. It's a little bit more dramatic than, you know, in the sci-fi spectrum, but it, it's an interesting mm-hmm. premise. And uh, okay, cool. Cool. A lot to do, uh, but my favorite thing that I've seen at Panic, and we don't even have a, a thing on it. I've I've just been watching over my TV because I, I bought a ticket, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's me. Uh, of course, was a, a film called Tanabra, which is uh, it has nothing to do with the Dario Gento movie that's uh, very <laughs> similar, Tanabre. Mm-hmm. Um, the the premise is this um, mother and her child are stuck in a trunk, and this girl that was looking to commit suicide walks walks in and it's up to her to save the two that are in the trunk from a uh the man that's keeping them there and it's it's strange and weird and like the dynamic is sort of strange but the um when it gets to the end oh my god jp like i gasped like i don't gasp often films anymore but yeah this this uh this gave me an audible holy shit moment and oh, wow. um yeah this uh 
it really it really knocked me off my feet. So uh, so kudos to Tanabra. All right, I'll have, to, I'll have to keep an eye out for that one when it uh, yeah. when it gets released wide. Cool. All right. Yeah, and I'm I'm all set up. Uh, tomorrow I I start uh, Salem Horror Fest and uh, oh I, nice I'm, nice. I'm going to Candyman with Tony Todd and and Kayla Janice and Ooh. yeah, Ooh. I'm, I'm super psyched. So uh, nice. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I love I love Candyman. I love the original and the new one. They're both excellent. Yeah, same. I'm a big fan of uh, a big mm-hmm. fan of the films. So yeah, yeah. All um, right, cool. Should... So do you... yes, we definitely should. All right, so the movie we're talking about today, it's uh, to help us prepare for Evil Dead Rise. We're doing, you know, the best thing you can do to prepare for Evil Dead Rise is probably watch all of the Evil Dead movies. But we're going to talk about this. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. So we're going to talk about this Irish movie from 2019 called The Hole in the Ground. Um, it was written and directed by Lee Cronin, who is the writer and director of Evil Dead Rise. Uh, so we figured, hey, you know, good way to prepare. Uh, we, you know, our first episode we did the original Evil Dead, so we kind of didn't want to retread, you know, that ground again. So Hole in the Ground. So Sean. Oh no! Is he gonna ask me? Ahem. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Preparation. How, how, how did how I? Yeah. How many notes did you take, Sean? There's a lot My in this. Goodness. Movie. this is there is a lot. Movie. There is a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. So, what's this movie about? Great. If I can read my handwriting, I will tell you in a moment, JP. All right. Uh, Good luck. A single mom named Sarah and her son Chris move to the outskirts of a faraway Irish town where just beyond the tree line is a massive sinkhole. Afraid her abusive ex-husband may have taken Chris, or worse, that he's fallen into the bottomless pit somehow, Sarah phones the police only to find Chris in the house. After a run-in with a disaffected woman, claiming Chris isn't her son, Chris begins exhibiting signs of off behavior. The next day, the woman is found dead, and Sarah begins suspecting her son is an imposter, possibly crawled out from the hole in the ground. Oh, you said it. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I had fun with that. <laughs> all right. All right. So what, what, do you, what do you think of this movie overall? You know, you know, we were talking about it before. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw this for the first time at Boston Underground Film Festival uh, when it premiered. It was a secret showing. Um, I don't know if it was 2000. I think you said this movie is from 2013? 19. 19, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, that seems early. I don't think I saw it then. <laughs> no. Um, no, no. Yeah, I just misheard you. Uh, so... 2019, yeah, I I went to Boston Underground Film Festival. It was the secret screening. Uh, It was a midnight showing, which I, you know, I was saying to you before, I don't know that this was probably the best Mm -hmm. to do in a midnight show because it's a little slow and methodical to start and then it it sort of ramps up. Mm -hmm. Um, But I loved it. Like, um, as far as changeling horror goes, I think changeling horror is so much better when you get that sort of changeling monster from it. Like every once in a while, we just get like sort of like pseudo imposter changeling films. Um, oh, I see you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. like uh, there's, there's a few of them like the hallow and, and 
even uh, Christmas Horror Story, which we did back in has, December. Yeah, had to change the segment, yeah. Like, yeah. Which is which wasn't bad. I think it was one of our, our yeah. least favorites of, of that yeah, whole I mean, it's, if I remember correctly. It's decent, but it, it's not, yeah, it, it's not great. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I, I very much enjoy this film. And there are a lot of things in it that we will start discussing in a moment that mm-hmm. uh, I, I think... I, I, I get why he got the job for Evil Dead Rise. I get it. Like, uh, mm-hmm. there's some super creepy little yes, maneuvers really and, and surprises in this one that uh, will really uh, jar you. And especially, I think, parents, you know, if uh, horror fans that are parents that watch this film, they're gonna they're gonna react to it. It's it's that. I mean, this movie is this movie is essentially about parents' fears of their kids growing up and becoming different people. Or you know? becoming like in in Sarah's case, because we do have uh, the element of her running away from her husband, uh, who mm-hmm. was abusive, and we get we um, it's very subtle the ways that they throw those in because they don't tell you outright that that he was abusive, but we get that, and that is really the fear I think in a hole in the ground is when he starts to exhibit signs of, uh, you know, going off the rails, mm-hmm. so. And that I think yeah. that's her greatest fear. And like I think we're transitioning here into that that aspect of it because uh, I'm just going to go with this, <laughs> like uh, the table it. scene. Uh, uh, the, which the, table scene? Uh, so, oh yeah, that's probably when he throws <laughs> when he actually throws the table at her. Like, oh um, yeah, okay. And there's also uh, signs before that too, where like he's sitting in he's sitting in the chair, right? And she looks over at him and he's kind of like laughing at the TV, but it kind of sounds like it might not be something that either he's supposed to be laughing at or watching. Um, Mm -hmm. I've never like, I was trying to listen to it and it just doesn't seem like it's the kind of kids cartoons that he was watching earlier in the, in the Mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then uh, yeah, it is like, I mean, you just don't recognize that person that you're raising. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh yeah and, and i mean even at the beginning when it's not the the changeling uh character but it's it's chris himself uh he asks her you know what happened to dad you said he was right behind me you know yeah, yeah. he's right behind us and then mm-hmm. uh he kind of gets mad at her and storms off and and all that mm-hmm. there is a fear there of of sort of the uh not recognizing him but he comes back mm-hmm. and apologizes and, and all that too. And, you know, it's clearly, you know, there's still love. Obviously he made a mistake and, and he can, she can be forgiving and, and all that. But, you know, when she starts reckon, not recognizing him is where it, it gets, it gets really intense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what, what I find fascinating about this movie is that pretty much everything that changeling Chris does to show that he's not the same person, pretty much everything he does is like very typical, like monster stuff it, it, or, or like monster or changeling stuff. It, it's it's nothing super original, but Lee Cronin manages to make it both fe- feel both completely natural as just as just a, a surface level story. But also organizes it around this this theme of growing up because like because like if you really you know pay attention to everything he does like all the ways he changes are ways that kids change as they grow up like he gets stronger you know he starts liking different foods he leaves his toy behind 
you know um you know it it it, it it's things like that that are, are you know it's very much organized around that theme of somebody growing up but you could watch the movie and not pick up on that and it would totally work and none yeah. of it would feel like it wouldn't feel artificial you know and natural it just arises naturally from the story while also having that subtext i think it's 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 great in that way you know like 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 you said it, it's really you know multi-layered and it is it, layers it, it, work like, perfectly on their own well we also have like um the surrounding character too. the uh, the um i know james cosmos and his wife i i know his real name because of oh. uh uh game of thrones and that movie estranged which i've brought up once before um okay estranged was just a weird movie and he was really good in it but uh his character was just the worst like and i think that's probably why i remember him uh Mm -hmm. but yeah so like we have him and his wife the wife is still is this still what is still reeling from the death of their son yeah whom she killed <laughs> um, yeah she suspected that the the kid wasn't her 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 baby so like uh mm-hmm. that you know and then i think we get that aspect of it and when she dies when when she's found murdered it almost seems like a uh sort of almost like a possession movie in a way because mm-hmm. the when that woman dies, all of a sudden the eyes turn to Sarah, right? Who is claiming the same things about her kid, and they mm-hmm. think that she's going crazy, and they think it's sort of that like a uh, uh, Munchausen's by proxy or or whatever, like where you know can't be my son, like, and it is almost uh, you know disease like, and I think that you can see this movie in so many separate ways, and especially like with the way that the ending goes with uh, oh yeah with her in the hole and seeing and seeing the, uh, the, 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 the later changeling, the, the, her being a changeling. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you get that kind of, you get that idea where it's like, well, you don't really ever think that it's in her head because obviously they're in a weird fucking oh. hole together. Yeah. Um, but like, there's the, there's this idea, right. Where maybe, maybe for a second, that mirror image is her seeing herself and maybe it is a psychological film. And I think if you watch this from any sort of angle, you can kind of get a weird ride out of it. Like it is very multi-layered and it's, Mm -hmm. it's freaking Mm -hmm. incredible. It's really well-written. It is. It is. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you a question. So what do you think, is the symbolism of the whole itself. So that, that was it, right? Like, so I started thinking that too. There's two things. First, the way that the whole looks, it looks like an eye, right? Okay. Like okay. Iris and, and whatever. Like, so mm-hmm. I was, I was taking that up a bit and sort of seeing it like that. Um, the eyes are the window to the soul, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. how, you know, like it's how she would know instantly if that was her child or not. Um, mm-hmm. So I see it from that sort of context, but at the same time, it's a pit of despair, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very depressing sort of thing. She's just left her husband. She's 
on her own for the first time. She's she's in this uh, place with her son who sort of res- sort of resents leaving his father behind. And mm-hmm. I, I do think that there's a little bit of depression there. And I think that we we kind of get that. And so like from that psychological aspect, JP, I think that 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 was kind of where I came out with what I thought mm-hmm. the whole was was. Yeah, yeah. And that's sort of tied into it. Yeah, yeah. But what did you get out of it? I'm, you know. You know, uh, this is something so 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 I think the whole is the one thing in this movie that doesn't work for me on that like metaphorical message level. Because yes, you can view it, you know, the way you said like and as an eye or as a pit of despair, but you kind of have to you have to almost like spiritualize or maybe us or not not spiritual, but you have to kind of like, you know, you have to already make it a metaphor and then it's a metaphor for a metaphor, you know, <laughs> yeah, okay. that kind of thing. So, so I don't think it really works nearly as well as the rest of the movie. So for me, the whole, I don't know, it, it just, none of the interpretations that I've ever heard of it really work for me. Because I think the rest of the movie is so is so tight in its you know thematic messaging, but the whole's not. But I don't think that it necessarily needs to either. I think it's. A, I mean, uh, it's sort of a MacGuffin. It's sort of a catalyst. It's it's not yeah, really like yeah. it's it's what the movie's about, and yet it's not what the movie's about at all. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's, it's just it, it's it sort of there to move to. the plot along. It's it's a means to get the movie going. <laughs> yes, but I think that given how how great the rest of the movie is at having this this deeper meaning to to all the things that that all the things that that the changeling monster does, I think it would have. I think how do I put this? I think the whole not necessarily having that deeper meaning, kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Like it doesn't really fit with the rest of it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you, yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't have to, but I think given the rest tale. of the movie, it should. It's or it ideally should. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at, look at the Wicker Man. Does the Wicker Man really have anything to do with that movie? Uh, I, no, but... They could have called the movie but, Trojan Horse and you would have gotten the same... <laughs> right, right. Well, you give it away the ending... <laughs> I mean, yeah. y- yes, but you don't know that until you actually watch the movie. <laughs> you know, I think if the movie was called Trojan Horse, I'd suspect that there was there was a plot. <laughs> right. right, but you know what I mean, like a nefarious plot. Oh no! Oh, don't want to bring ne- that up. Nefarious, really? <laughs> I mean, yes, but what I'm saying is, if, if it was the plot of the Wicker Man, but just the Trojan, like a, a Wicker Horse instead of a man. You know, calling the movie that, or even calling the movie the Worker Man no, as it no, is, no, 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 take no, the you, plot away. No, what I'm saying is, if it was a horse and not a man, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying okay. if you call the Trojan Horse, which what is a Trojan Horse, but like an actively well, yeah disguised plot, right? Mm-hmm. To to sort of make like to to bring another one's enemy, you know, like to yeah to, yeah. yeah. Right, so like get the enemy side, yeah, yeah. To, yeah, to get on the enemy side, that is what the Wicker Man is. The whole movie is the Trojan horse, and it leads him into a Trojan, like a literal Trojan horse. 
it's the opposite of what an actual Trojan horse is. Like, so. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I guess I see what you're saying. You're yeah. funneling him into the horse as opposed to coming out of the horse. You're, you're being his mm-hmm. friend the entire time and then going, we're going to kill you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So like, yeah. I think if you call the movie, like that's, that's all I'm saying about that. But like, as we call it the hole in the ground, the hole in the ground doesn't really have anything to do with anything. The wicker man aspect of the wicker man doesn't necessarily have anything to do with anything. It's just, it's how the movie ends. Right. Right. But I think with the wicker man, you don't have this, you don't have this like almost one-to-one correspondence between the literal level of what's happening and the metaphorical level of what those things mean the way you do with. Kind of do. The wicker man is very um, like, to be honest with you, I think the wicker man and midsummer share a lot of uh, similarities. Oh yeah, Um, they definitely do. But like that, that's the whole thing is like, if you're paying attention all along, you know, he's headed into a trap, you know, that there's like, they're, the pagan principles of the the island and everything else that are mm-hmm. going on like you're, you're picking this apart you're you know that this is leading to like that mayfair consequence uh with the hole in the ground uh we the only thing that ties in together is that the thing crawled out of it right and then she has to go in to rescue the kid that's mm-hmm. that's basically it. i mean yeah that's yeah. It's it's more like I said. It's more or less a MacGuffin. It's just there. It's there because yeah, we're, to, we're there. It's there for us to talk about, even though the movie's not necessarily about it. Same thing with mm-hmm. the Wicker Man. Yeah. Uh, I, I I mean, yes, you're 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 right about the whole. Okay, you're right about the hole in the ground, like the hole itself, not really having much meaning beyond just being a thing, you know, like a plot device. I still disagree about the Wicker Man, but that that's a that's a different conversation. That's yeah, a different fine. conversation. Fine. We can discuss that later. I'm sure we'll, oh, we'll have an episode we about the Wicker Man. We should. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Um, but 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 anyway. But the 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 main point is the the hole in the ground kind of is is the one thing in this movie that doesn't really you know concretely fit into the movie's message. Or at least doesn't fit into it as neatly and as naturally as everything else does. That's that's my main point. And yeah. it, it's kind of just there, but everything else, you know, really has this this great, you know, these great thematic undertones that that work really well, yeah, and really, right. really, it's really tight in that sense. Yeah. So what I, you know, I had a question I did want to ask you about uh, mm-hmm. about this because I see some aspects of this movie that I can easily see why. Lee Cronin became the, the evil dead guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest scenes for me is is the good night sweetie scene where she uh, she looks in the keyhole or under the, is it under the maybe it was under the door. Um, oh, I think I think she does like, both. She looks yeah yeah into the keyhole like, first and under the door. Yeah, yeah and yeah. like she like he she looks in and he's just like his bones are snapping into place and things like mm-hmm. that. Like that scene um, is super creepy. Well, the, the, the first thing she sees. Well, maybe not the first thing, but but when she looks under the floor or under the under the door, rather, she sees a spider there, and then she sees his hand come in like like thing from the Adams family, and like hunt the spider. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that he was yeah, afraid yeah. of at the start of the movie too. And yeah, then, yeah uh, exactly. And then uh, yeah, so then ten seconds later, like I think she gasps and he hears her or something, and then she's like hiding mm-hmm. around something like that. Her. Yeah, and like. Mm-hmm. like literally like just there and he comes out and he's super like it's almost an aggressive 
look like stance, especially for a child. Like mm-hmm. this kid's not mm-hmm. any more than eight years old, right? Yeah, something oh, like that. My God, is he like? Is this a threatening pose? Where, and then he, uh, she's just like, he's like, "Mom, where are you?" And he's, she's like, mm-hmm. "Good night, sweetie." <laughs> <laughs> and it is. It's it's yeah. super creepy. And I go, I go. That's that's some that's some shit. That's the Evil Dead shit right there. Mm-hmm. That'll yeah, do it. That's exactly. So my question mm-hmm. for you is, yeah, yeah, we definitely have those scenes where like you can without a doubt go okay i i get why they tapped him but do you think um that evil dead rise will incorporate a lot of this too because i mean we, we've got a very similar sort of plot right it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of a simple mom i think there's more kids this time yeah i think uh, two maybe maybe three i yeah i don't i yeah i, don't. I haven't seen it yet yeah <laughs> yeah um Hoping to, I don't know when I'm going to see it, but I'm going to, I'm going to try probably mm. for, for the early portion of next week. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I think that we're going to, I think a lot of this movie is going to be in that. And I think people are going to be like surprised at the fact that they didn't watch this movie that we're talking about this week. Mm. And they went back to the evil dead films. And I mean, I hope it does incorporate some of those like, Sam Raimi shots like the 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 zoom to the Dutch angle kind of thing. I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. <laughs> uh, that, at least once. Um, but yeah, I I I do suspect that that Evil Dead Rise is basically going to be like that that scene just on steroids, essentially, and with a lot more blood. <laughs> You know, um, and I, well, and 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 you know, and 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 discussing this question of like what uh, discussing discussing this question of what we see in the hole in the ground that we think made Sam Raimi and the Evil Dead people, you know, ask Lee Cronin to direct the Evil Dead Rise. That, that, that's a tough question because yes, like we can see things that kind of just fit the Evil Dead world, just kind of in general. But since we don't know much about this specific entry in the Evil Dead universe, we don't know what specifically it's going to be about. So we don't know what specifically they were looking for in a director beyond just general Evil Deadness. You know, like I'm, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there were other things like the, like you said, the similarity with the you know single mother and her kids is probably part of it. Um, but beyond that, there are probably things that you know once we see Evil Dead, right, we'll be like, oh yeah, you know that's the hole in the ground well, and we never I would mean, have thought about it. I think that we can kind of put that into context because obviously I think you said Lee Cronin wrote the new evil dead movie too. He did. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. So like if they were going to tap him for anything, it was probably a pitch call on his point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they just wanted to make sure that the movie that he was putting together aligned with, you know, the evil dead franchise. So but I'm just saying, like thematically speaking, it does mm-hmm. sort of bear some similarity. You oh, know, it, with the... it definitely does. Yeah, with, with the you know the although although Evil Dead Rise is like the opposite of the hole in the ground. The hole because the hole in the ground is the mother is afraid because her kid has become the monster, whereas Evil Dead Rise is the kids are afraid because their mother has become the monster. Yes, and isn't that like a natural evolution? Like, like, okay. So if like, yeah. if you were going to make like 
a pseudo trilogy. Like if, if you had like the Cronin trilogy and Evil Dead Rise, that was your middle one. You've gone from children being the enemy to the parent being the enemy. Right. right so right. like it's it's a great juxtaposition. But I mean, it does sort of entail sort of the similar plot point is that. Really oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, you know, I'm, 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 I bring up that point. Not not that I disagree with you. I'm just you kind of, you know, I'm I'm I'm. I'm just noting that that like that twist and that like different take on the same general idea of you know monsters in the family. <laughs> you know, that's a good way of putting so, it. Monsters in the family. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Lee yeah. Cronin's monster family. Right now, it's a duology. Maybe a duology. It'll, he'll he'll do a third one where make, like yeah yeah you like the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. It can be almost like uh, what is it? Is it basket case? Oh man! If they ever, it, well, that's his brother. That's that's the brother yeah. that came off of him. It yeah, was yeah. his uh, twin. If they ever did a Helen Lauder remake, I don't know that. I don't know. If basket <laughs> case is the one to go with. I mean, maybe better than Frankenhooker. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that. Uh, one. It's it's fun. It's just it's friggin' silly. It's just okay. Silly. Um, I really thought, I think Malignant, the James Wan film, I think that mm. is a lost Helen Lauder film. It's, it's just, it's great. It's just silly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it. I, I mean, it, it's, it, it, that was probably one of Wan's influences because, because that movie is basically his love letter to those kinds of like silly, like eighties movies. Yeah. Well, the, the first half of it is a Giallo film and Malignant. Like, it's, well, well, it's really... oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And well, then, well, yeah, well, then well, it goes yeah. It gets, it just gets weird. <laughs> Bonkers. Yeah. It is. It, yeah. yeah. That's, I kind of appreciate it for just going there and just, just being as weird yeah. as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we should probably get back to home. <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess. You're the one that picked this movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, Sean. Uh, let's see. What else do I have about it that I want to talk about? Was there anything else? Do you want to talk so about? The other thing that I've written down is that the oh, wallpaper is is uh, it's a shining pattern. It's not the same colors, but it's uh, it's the white and black, but it's the same shining pattern. Like, oh, the shot. Okay, sh- um, I didn't notice the, that. Uh, yeah, I just it was something that I noticed. She finishes it overnight okay. one night or something, and he she's like, "Yeah, I'm all done." Huh? And he I, had I, all I, this anxiety. I, <laughs> yeah, I have to watch it again, and 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 pay attention to that. Yeah. I, I didn't notice that. Um, one, another thing I wanted to talk about was the talk, hold on, let me, the cheese oh. grater. Well, no, the cheese grater is evil. What? The grated cheese. Uh, so, oh, so, okay. Grated cheese <laughs> and cheese grater. Is grated cheese like, and cheese grater. We figured it out. It's the cheese grater trilogy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The next, the next movie is going to be like the, I don't know the cow. What else do you do? Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. Although an interesting thing, cheese grater or grated cheese and cheese grater is in you know it's like inverted, just like right? yeah. the, the 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 mom's afraid of the kid and Evil Dead Rise, the kid's afraid of the mom. Yeah, so- that, that's, that's why they got Lee Cronin to do this movie. It's all because of the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we figured it out. 
did it. We did it. We haven't even watched the other movie yet. I, you know, like we, you know, I'm, right after this, right after we record, I'm going to go cancel my ticket because I don't need to watch it anymore. I need to. You know, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cow movie. Cow and baby movie. Exactly. Evil cow rise. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, so one other thing I wanted to talk about was the ending, um, like the, the the like the the very end. So, the part so I didn't get after, this time out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so after Sarah goes and rescues Chris, and they they escape from the hole, um, then they drive off to somewhere else. They're living a new life in a new house and everything. Um, we see, you know, we see uh, Sarah's inner house looking outside out the window to, at Chris playing, you know, outside, like riding his little bike or tricycle or whatever it is. Um, and she takes, she takes pictures of him. And in those pictures, his face comes out blurry, which seems to be an indication of being a changeling. Um, although like her facial expression, she, she seems kind of worried, but not like not shocked. Uh, and then, then it kind of zooms out, and then you see in the live, like her living room, the walls covered with mirrors, uh, clearly to try to, you know, to, to make sure that Chris is still really Chris. You know, it's like you can see that difference in the mirrors uh, between people and the changelings. So, what do you? So, what do you make of that ending? Do you think, like, what? What do you think is that is is go is really going on there? So it's this is a hard like. So this is where this movie goes like gets really like oh you know like it becomes it's it's not really a good time (laughs) because this is Mm. this is a difficult ending um Mm -hmm. the the blurry picture in the mirrors she wants to be sure but at the same time we saw that um doreen's uh the 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 woman that got murdered earlier when we got noreen is it noreen i'm sorry yeah i think Uh, so yeah noreen's mirrors are covered um Mm -hmm. they all have the little black veils over them or whatever and Mm -hmm. i think that the difference is is that um my i think it's the same thing that we saw i think it's almost like history repeating itself right um they're telling Mm -hmm. you the whole story even if you're trying to make it up for yourself uh noreen's nor after Noreen hit her kid with the car, I think she put up the veils. Um, and I think it was because she didn't care anymore if it was her kid or not. It was the fact that either way, she was going to be grieving the loss of her son. And would it mm-hmm. have been better to have been grieving the loss of her son with something that looked like her son or, or just, or just the, you know, like look how she ended up. She ended up sort of, walking around the woods and in the middle of the road, uh, just destitute, just absolutely in despair. And I think that that is sort of where this movie ends up and that hole in the ground. I mean, if to come back to that, you know, aching desperation and, uh, disparity that that hole kind of is, you know, if we, if we talk about the thematic metaphor of that, that is where this movie lies is, is it better to have your kid in a hole in the ground or, or just realize that, you know, make believe is better. Hmm. Okay. Interesting take. So, so for me, I think the, the ending, like I think the ending on a thematic level 
is supposed to signify Sarah's acceptance of the fact that her son is eventually going to grow up and become somebody different. And, you know, and she, 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 she's accepted the fact. And I mean, yes, she's still like wary of it. She's still, you know, a little bit paranoid, but she understood, but, but, you know, but her seeing that picture, that blurry picture that may or may not mean that he's a changeling again and, and not freaking out about it signifies signifies at least some acceptance of that fact. It is. You know, like, which, I mean, I think that's what I'm trying to say too, is that it is acceptance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's, it's over the fact it's, it, you know, you have to come to grips with the, you know, mm-hmm. with loss at that point, because you have to eager, you are mm-hmm. accepting the fact that your kid might not be your kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and, uh, although I think my, 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 my one issue with it is that when you take it on the literal narrative level, it doesn't entirely make sense because the whole point of it, I think, is, I think it's supposed to be ambiguous. Like, is he really a changeling? Is he really not? We don't really know. I mean, he's probably not, but we don't entirely know for sure. And I think the idea of him... I think the idea of a picture of him coming out blurry, but him not being a changeling isn't really explained well enough in the movie for that to make enough sense on the literal narrative level. I mean, I mean, I mean, you could say maybe, you know, his time down in the hole changed him and, and whatnot, but, but I would have liked them to have at least given some foreshadowing of that or some hinting or explanation of, of why that, I- that would happen or at least that it would happen i mean they were in that deep hole and they were fighting it's it's like any other sort of scenario where it's like uh no shoot him he's the bad one no shoot him he's the bad one you know well who Mm -hmm. do i know which one the bad one is um sort of right right of that right so um the idea is that she didn't know she did the best she could right so on that level of growing up uh, on that level of growing up it's the same thing it's uh, I didn't, I, I tried the best I could, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to go with that level of, of acceptance for, for who he is going to be growing up, even if he does turn out to be a monster, um, that especially like knowing who his parents, you know, who his parent is and, and all that, like coming from the abusive mm-hmm. relationship and everything else, if he turns out to be like his father, mm-hmm. then I did the best I could. Um, mm-hmm. if, he, if it's fine and she's just being protective then we don't have to worry. And that's, I do think that it is a little bit ambiguous is because it all depends on how you want to watch the film. And, you know, that's what we were saying earlier is on multiple layers. That's where the film ends is it all depends on you, right? Like it depends on what's mm-hmm. in your heart or what you believe or what you saw in those final moments where, what can you rectify? What can you live with? Um Mm-hmm. And that is where Sarah and Chris end up is what can they live with here? Is she right, gonna, right. Yeah. Is she going to be she... okay if he ends up a monster or is, is she going to, you know, <laughs> back him over with the car? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But still, I think the, I, 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 I think the idea that, I mean, yes, the idea that he might be a monster, you know, I, I, I think you, you nailed that. But it's the opposite side that, that it's the opposite side that that I'm not 
entirely enamored with. Like the idea that he might not be a monster, that he might really be her son, but still pictures still come out blurry. Like why oh, would that happen? But, well, and, because you've got a shitty camera. Like, I mean, I've taken some shots that I, you I, know, I'm not proud of. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? You know, like, but yes, yeah, yet. If I got one blurry photo, I'd be sitting there taking like 35 other ones. Just Jesus Christ. It's not that the entire picture comes out blurry. It's just, it's that his body comes out fine, but just his face is blurry. So, yeah, like, so why, I mean, uh, so like why, you know, it's a why would smoke. that what yeah but just his face yeah you can have that like it, it, it's so double exposures happen when um the the film gets stuck in the camera and like if you took mm-hmm. two photos really quick and the kid wasn't moving but they moved their head yeah you could have a double mm-hmm. exposure and that the rest of the scene looks fine and just his face moves. right right that's I, it but would that would that happen with a digital camera though does she have a digital because camera? Maybe a digital i camera. think yeah, it's digital yeah shouldn't happen with the yeah digital. exactly yeah um, so you know, uh, i didn't like i said i didn't watch the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think that's you know one thing that like kind of as far as the mythology of the movie goes it, it, it's a bit it's a little bit shaky i mean i i get it i go with the going for it thematically and it works on that level and given how good everything else is around it like i can i can accept the, the little shakiness of the narrative at that point but I don't, yeah, still... I, don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad. Um, but I do think, hey, it provokes conversation, right? It, it does. It does. Although maybe, although I mean, maybe not for the best reasons, but yeah, you know. <laughs> that's that's all to me. That's all you have to be is if if you are um, provoking thoughts on this on this measure right like mm-hmm. we're going back and forth we're seeing things from from different sides as we normally mm-hmm. do right this is what this podcast yeah. has always been about exactly um, so like to me that makes that makes for a great film um oh yeah going back, going back to a different film that we spoke of earlier he, the, the oh, film boy. <laughs> be named um that does not invite any and if the comments are any uh uh, indication nearly <laughs> nobody wants that conversation because mm-hmm. anytime that I did try to strike up conversation, it just but it, it just became about me being who I am. So like if you want to attack me, I'm an easy target. Go go mm-hmm. for it. You know? Um mm-hmm. but like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna sit there and like just take it. You know like come on man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah yeah <laughs> all right all right well uh is there anything else you want to say about this movie? Mm. Evil Dead Rise, baby. Let's go. Uh, I, I can't wait. I'm seeing it tomorrow. I can't wait. I can't wait. So, all right. You know, we've hit 55 <laughs> minutes here. I think uh, I think this, is, this has been good. It was good. Yeah, we, no. This was yeah. a, you know, I, I did. I, I really enjoyed this film. And I hope, uh, mm-hmm. I think Cronin's going to have, like, especially after this, he's He's going to have so many avenues open. Oh, but when you say this, you mean after Evil Dead Rise? Yeah, I mean after Evil yeah. Dead Rise. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he's yeah. going to have doors open to him. And, and that's oh, yeah, cool. definitely. So, uh, definitely, yeah. I, I can't wait to see what he does next. Same. Oh, no, he, he no, his next movie is already lined up. Um, hold on a second. I wrote an article about it. 
Well, while you're doing that, I can also tell you, uh, I, I was looking up Changeling Horror because I, this movie kind of reminds me a little bit of like The Wretched. And there's a, there's another one, too, that I had watched that I was like, that's really similar to this other one. And I can't remember for the life of me what the name of the other one was. It was about kids in the woods. They get lost in the woods and they get taken by tree monsters or something. I don't know. Um huh. But okay. uh, yeah, I was looking up that movie, and then I came across uh, Lakeith Stanfield from uh, Black Get Out. Oh, yeah, yeah, Get Out. Yeah. So he's got a he's got a Changeling TV show coming out later this year. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's based on the movie. Mm. Uh, actually, well, the book that uh, was written uh, from the first movie uh, called The Changeling by. Oh, oh! You mean the 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 ghost movie? Like, I I think so. Yeah, I I've never seen it. The one I've I actually literally have it in a in in a bin right over there to to watch because see all this is a lot of stuff I I need to watch. Um, ah yes. But yeah, I uh, I have it sitting over there, and I've I've been meaning to okay. watch it. I love uh, Patton. <laughs> George C. Scott. Um, oh yeah! Oh, he's great in he's great in the Changeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's the whole thing is I've never seen it, so I have no idea. But I, I did love him in uh, Exorcist Three and and you know some some other Exorcist. older films mm-hmm. that I, I've yeah yeah. Watched. So um, yeah yeah, it's uh, yeah I've, I've got that to on my list. But yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to the remake that uh, Lakeith Stanfield's got coming. So it's gonna what? be on Apple. Oh, okay. On Apple. Okay, interesting, interesting. I'll have to keep. I'll. I don't know if I have Apple TV, or I think my mom might have it. So I might leech it off of her. Um, but uh, <laughs> Apple people don't don't come after JP. <laughs> no, we, we live in the same house, so it's okay. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, so Lee Cronin's next movie, uh, it's gonna be Thaw. Um. Uh, it's going to be called Thaw, and uh, the it's about a giant baby and a cheese grater. <laughs> Potentially, but we don't know that yet. <laughs> but <Shame> probably. <laughs> um, so set years after the polar ice caps have melted and sea levels have risen, the story of Thaw centers on a group of survivors at sea searching for a new home. Their prayers are answered with the discovery of an inhabitable town that is until they encounter a new nightmare living just below the water's surface. So, spoiler alert, it's a giant baby with a cheese grater. <laughs> <laughs> or a cow. I don't whatever we said. Yeah, yeah. It's a giant baby cow. <laughs> you know. I think that's that, that's what it is. So, yeah, so I'm I'm excited for that movie. I mean, the plot synopsis is is really it's, you know, very vague. Um, but I'm excited to see what this creature is and you know judging from this movie and what i'm sure is going to be a great evil dead movie um i'm sure lee Cronin will knock this will knock thaw out of the park too whatever it actually is about yeah no i'm so, excited, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah all right guys well oh we should what are we doing next time well you know our next episode is going to be on may 3rd See what I did there? I didn't say next week. <laughs> Very good. Um, good job. Although, right? although, we get, we get there, man. <laughs> although, although, our next, that's what we're going to record. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> the episode's right. gonna drop that Friday. That week. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the next the next episode they're recording will be in May. It'll be um, shortly before Mother's Day. So we figured. Uh, well, I figured because you asked me what, what movie I thought, and I was I am a mess. So I said Mother's Day, the uh, the trauma release from. Uh, I don't know what year this came. I want to say 1972, but I don't know that that's correct. Oh, wow. That old. 1980. <laughs> okay. You were way off. Oh, yeah. About eight years, whatever, man. I mean, tomato, tomato. You know. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. 1980s Mother's Day with uh, Tiana Pierce and Nancy Hendrickson about a. Uh, uh, what is this movie about? Uh, two brothers kidnap and brutalizing uh, women for the pleasure of their demented mother. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. you. this is not your real house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh. I, I, I am all ears to hear your take, JP. It is, uh, I mean, we're going from an elevated uh, horror title to a uh, actual piece of grindhouse poop. Yeah, so oh, it's boy. Uh, gonna be it's gonna be a ton of fun don't worry i know what this movie is <laughs> but i'm interested to see what you think of like the effects yeah. and the, the stuff like that on it so all right uh, I, I will let you know I also if you really want you know. this has a meta score of one jp one. <laughs> i don't know if i should be terrified because it's so low or impressed, impressed that, that... because they managed to get one like how do you do that that's it's incredible, right? I wow, <laughs> you know, good job, Mother's Day. Good job. Yeah, right. Let's clap for Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, wow. so this, this is a piece of grindhouse poop, and and trust me, I know what it is. But you know what? We got to do it for the mothers, JP. We got to do it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That that uh, yeah, that is totally <laughs> why. All right. Well, I can't wait till next week. Next time. Anyone wants to join us on this movie journey, I'm sure that you can find Mother's Day on just about every streaming service. Now. Yep, I Googled it. It's on Tubi, Plex, Pluto. Um, Voodoo. Yeah. Yeah. So a bunch of, I mean, well, for free at Red least. Bar, um, Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's, uh, it's on. You know, it's on everything. If you want to watch it once on every different streaming service? You know, you can do that. Yes. And if you hate yourself, and then, you know. and then tune into us so that you can hear us. Uh, really, just really just laugh at this. Uh, oh yeah! Oh boy! <laughs> fantastic <laughs> film. So yeah. Uh, all right. Well. Yep. That's that's what we're doing next. But uh, until then, you guys can find our writings over at horrobsessive.com. Um, all your horror needs will be served by that website. Um, that's about it. So that's this it. has been fun, as always. All right. Enjoy Evil Dead Rise, JP. Oh, I will. And you too, whenever you get a chance to see it. No. Hopefully soon. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye-bye, right. guys. <laughs>